All true. Th- this guy makes just a comedy of errors on a daily basis. No BS. You have all these people that are whining, and 50 to 90 days ago, most of these people wanted to put you in a fucking cage. Uncensored. You know, the thing. You know. Oh, come on, man. Come on, Coco Puff. Rub these hairy legs. Corn pop. How many times I got to tell you it's corn pop? The Uncommon Podcast with B Pop and Duff. You can't take away 100,000 jobs and then bring back 90,000 jobs and go, look at me. Come I brought back 90,000 jobs. Because <laughs> if you set extremely high goals, it's going to propel you a lot further than if you would have set a more of a soft-ass goal. Every episode of the Uncommon Podcast is dedicated to the first responders, police, firefighters, EMTs, frontline workers, and a special thank you to active duty military and veterans for all that you do so that we can do what we do. We have the illusion of freedom here. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast with B-Pop and Duff. Duff, what's up? People are dying and nobody has an answer, my friend. <laughs> Don't you find it odd that a healthy-ass individual like J.J. Watt never has had a heart condition his entire life, all of a sudden goes into AFib and has to have his heart shocked to get his heartbeat back to rhythm? Huh. I'm happy that— huh. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what happened. I wonder what he took. I'm glad you brought that up. make that happen. So, actually, I started digging on that to try to find a clip of— whether he was, you know, pro or pro or not. And before I, I don't want anybody thinking I'm trashing him because he has done a ton, a ton, bro, for our different communities. He donates tons of money to kids, like foundation. I remember when I was a cop, I think when he first couple years in the league, and I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he sent pizzas to every single police district, like down in Houston at some point, you know what I mean? To say thank you to him. So I'm not trashing JJ Watt, but so I dug on that since you decided to bring that up. I didn't find anything explicit in his Twitter feed or anything like that, where he was like demonizing Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. However, however, it is not speculation that he is vaccinated. Do you want to know why? Why? Because the Arizona Cardinals report that they have a team 100% vaccination rate. Dude, here's the deal. I, I, I can almost guarantee he's vaxxed. Cliff Kingsbury, who used to be the head, or is he the head coach down there still right now? Yeah. He acknowledged there was an ultimatum given to all staff for the Arizona Cardinals to get vaccinated. So they forced everybody to get vaccinated again. We, well, we all know this about the well, NFL. We've, we've talked about the NFL stuff before. Well, you listen to that Aaron Rodgers interview when he's on Joe Rogan, and he talks at length about how basically, you know, superstars like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and J.J. Watt probably even could have, you know, gotten away with not getting vaxxed. But if you were a young, a young player, you know, a player on the cusp, one of the bubble players, it was basically said, if you don't take the vaccine, you're not getting an opportunity and you're not getting an opportunity on any other team. Right, and at that time, I so don't know. So basically, if- you're forcing people, you're forcing healthy individuals to take an experimental treatment to keep their job. Well, I don't know if you remember it, but that's when he asked for his release. It was right during the middle of when the vaccines were starting to get pushed out and all that kind of stuff. So you have to assume, because he was trying to get signed by other teams, that they were going to require that as a condition of his employment. Right. But now he had to have his heart shocked back into rhythm. And you can talk about that a little bit later. But I wanted to start off with this clip because the reason why we really wanted to do this episode is because I am on fire that we are still pushing this shit on kids. Yep. We are pushing this crap on kids. And I'm going to tell you, I am, I don't know if I'll ever take another vaccine, man. 
Like I was thinking about this the other day. How can I feel good about going into any doctor unless it's a doctor that I know for sure was honest throughout the pandemic and was a, it was totally bipartisan or whatever you want to call it. How can I in good conscience, knowing what I know has gone on over the past two and a half years, how can I possibly go in and not be skeptical that I might get something else injected in me? Well, so let's talk about that for a moment. So last week, I had to take my son into uh, the doctor for his three-year checkup, okay? And before I take him in, I emailed the doc and I said, hey, you know, I'm curious, you know, what vaccinations does he do for, if any? The LPN or uh, whoever got back to me pretty quickly and she said, well, he's only due for influenza and COVID. I said, okay, thanks. Because, you know, whatever, is, whatever he was due for, I wanted to do my research on it just to see what's what, okay? So we go in. And funny thing, uh, now when you walk into Kaiser, you know, Kaiser, their slogan or catchphrase, if you will, is thrive, right? You walk into the Westminster Kaiser, and I'm sure this is, this is how it is everywhere, but thrive. Westminster, Colorado. Yep. So thrive is right on the wall as you walk in this entrance in the uh, LGBTQ colors, the trans colors. That's what thrive is now. I've got another story on that here in a moment. So I go into the appointment. You know, the, uh, the nurse comes out, we go in, they check his weight, they check his height, all the stuff. And she's like, okay. She said, you know, he's due for uh, influenza and COVID vaccine. I said, yeah, you know, we're going to skip both of those this year because he's three. Uh, I don't think he needs them. And she said, okay, I'll make a note on that. Okay, fine. Oh, by the way, there's still signs up when you walk into Kaiser that mandatory masks, masks are mandatory regardless of vaccination status. They're still with that theater still. Now, I did not wear one. I did not put one on my son. And man, it's, it's comical now to see some of the lunatic people look at you like you have leprosy because you don't have a mask on. It's, it's, I don't want to get into that. Anyway, doc, we're waiting for the doc. Doc comes in and they're doing everything they need to do. Check his ear, nose, throat, all the stuff. Just, you know, normal wellness checkup. And she's like, okay, so, you know, he's, he's due for his influenza and COVID vaccine. And I said, yeah, you know, I told the nurse that we were going to skip both those this year. She's like, well, are you sure? I'm sure. I'm positive. Well, are you vaccinated? Now, it's not my appointment. And I said, well, that's not really your concern as a pediatrician, but no, I'm not. Um, and we're just going to, we're going to forego those. I was trying to be as polite as I possibly could. She proceeded to ask me two more times during that visit about getting him his COVID vaccine. She even says to me, you know, flu this year is going to be worse than the last two years because it's really been dormant. Oh, really, Doc? The flu just magically went dormant over the last two years? The flu decided because COVID was here, it was going to take two fucking years off. Is that what we're, is that, is that really what we're doing? And I didn't say that. I just looked at her and I said, you know, at some point we need to stop with the theatrics of this and realize that the flu and COVID is pretty much one and the same. And she turned around. Now she's all beekeepered up, man. Face mask, you know, the whole thing, just stupid. You're a pediatrician. She turns around and I could only see from her mask up. But she gave me the dirtiest look. For all I said was, we need to stop with the theatrics. It's because, dude, you're taking money out of her pocket. That's all They're it is. They're still giving them money that's, for every shot that, that they put into that, anybody. That's all it is. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, my son has the exact same heart condition that I have. It's been genetically verified that he's got the same exact heart condition I have. Do you honestly think it is appropriate for me to allow them to give them this this clot shot, this, this vaccinated quote unquote vaccination that is known to cause specific heart issues when he's three years old, that could make his heart condition that is dormant in his body right now worse. 
do you honestly think I, th that that would make me a good parent to do? Now, I could, if she would have pressed, I would have asked this doc what sort of morality she has in pressing on to get a three-year-old this experimental vaccine. It's still experimental in case y'all have been living under a cave for last two years. Oh, wait till I got a, I got a clip at the end that's going to set you on fire. Okay. What morality or what kind of ethics does our medical profession have these days to continue to push this shit on kids that have very little risk with COVID in the first place? And don't give me this shit of, well, you know, if, you're, if your kid catches, gets COVID, he's not going to be able to spread it to you. That's false. Unequivocally false. Also unequivocally false that if I get COVID being unvaxxed and he's vaxxed, he can't get it. Unequivocally false. Proven. Okay, then the next day or two days later, I see a story on Fox 31 News here locally in Denver talking about how Australia is coming out of their winter and their flu rates have spiked this year and their flu cases are uh, incredibly high with a severe flu strain. So, every, you know, the CDC and the FDA is urging you to get an, a boosted increased efficacy flu shot. Could it be, could it be that... The highest vaccination rate country in Australia is dealing with this weird extreme flu case because the people down there don't have a fucking immune system. That was where the original trials came out of. And what have we talked about in the past? Yes. They were found to basically their immune system got trashed and they got some form of HIV, right? Not sexually transmitted HIV, but where their immune system was entirely compromised. That was in Australia. I'm going to do you one better. That's actually going on right now in Seattle. Yep. There are news stories out there right now that that exact same thing is happening in Seattle. Part of that, I want to say, is the PCR test. Because mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if you went back, if we could reverse, if we can get in a time machine and go back, and they didn't jack up the PCR testing up to four, over 40 whatever cycles 40 per cycles. whatever, and kept it down in the 20 to 24 range, which they should have from day one, I guarantee you, there would be more people that would have tested positive for the flu than COVID. Mm -hmm. I would bet you money, but nobody wants to talk about that. Let's get this first um, clip in here. This is uh, New York Presbyterian. Again, credit to No Agenda for a couple of these clips. This is going to be talking about myocarditis. Real quick, though, this clip is an actual TV commercial being played in New York. I've been into fashion since I can remember. But one day, I had a stomach ache so bad, I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen, something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. Lifelong money to the pharmaceuticals, my friend. How sad is that, that we've got these little kids talking about a heart condition that was once considered to be extremely rare. I don't ever recall, I'm 42 years old. I don't ever recall one person in my life ever knowing that they've had a, a heart condition of myocarditis. Matter of fact, I never even personally heard of myocarditis until the end of 2020, early 2021, when this, this uh, clot shot came out. I got a question for you. And this is on your opinion. This is something I was thinking about the other day. Okay. This does play into the great reset idea and all that. So what is, what is one of the main elements? I guess I, I, we, I didn't prep you at all for this. So dependence, right. Is a big, big element of the great reset. Okay. Dependence on government, big government. Yeah. And keeping people at home, right. You don't have to work. We're going to live in the metaverse. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. All this other kind of shit. Right. So here's my question to you. 
Do you think that the government, knowing that there's vaccine side effects, but dating back to the very days that they were they were shoving this out with fourteen thousand or what was it, fourteen hundred deaths in a two month cycle? Do you think that the government wanted vaccine side effects to usher in government dependence and keep people at home? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me because governments around the world want you fat. They want you lazy. They want you sitting at home consuming fucking Cheetos and Netflix and living in the metaverse and basically just doing, you know, they'll pay you your, your, your universal basic income to sit at home because if you're lazy, fat, and, and reliant upon the government, you know what you're not doing? You're not being excellent in your own life. You're not creating a, a life for yourself. You're not being ungovernable. You're, you're a controlled little lab rat at that point. So yeah, do I think that, honestly, if it wasn't intentional, it was a, a good side effect that they can then take advantage of for lifelong health issues. Well, let me ask you this. So let me just tie all this together real quick. So I've referenced it on here a couple of times. It's that book, Amusing Ourselves to Death. I'm almost done with that. And I, I pulled a section out of it because it's media narratives, right? They want you at home because if you're at home... The only information you can possibly get is what they give to you. Obviously, we understand all the censorship that happened throughout the entire pandemic. Okay. That's that's not disputed. That's been proven. There's coups. There's all kinds of articles out there at this point. People are suing. Alex Berenson was suing, um, sued to get back onto Twitter. Um, and won. And there's a lot of things going on right now. So in talking about media narratives in this book, one thing that they bring up is the now this, right? And I want to just kind of take it to our local news. Like, so just think about local news. But if, as you start to, as I start to dive in this, you could probably, you can expand it on your own. Okay. They talk about there's a now this culture once TV was established because they're trying to hold your attention. Okay. But they also want to move you along past the bad shit because you're not going to continue to watch a program if it's all bad shit. Right. So there's a, there's a structure to how we see our media now, and you're going to love that book when you read it. They use this type of terminology in media because it disconnects the observer from connecting to stories or issues, making it easy for the observer to disregard as not important. Example. Okay, this is my example, and, and really how the, the best way they use it is commercials. If you ever watch the news, okay, how fast you have an eight-minute segment, and then you break, right? How many stories do they pump into that eight-minute segment? Five to 10. Right. Typical media runs about 45 seconds, okay, on a story. They bring up that they always put that picture up over their right shoulder because it makes the, the person listening to it connect with the content, okay? So here's my example. We just heard that uh, now the CDC is coming out saying that ivermectin was a great therapeutic, and they actually did know about this in 2020. For those of you that have not been following or you're still living under a rock. The Pentagon knew it Okay, in April of 2020. Okay, so let's just take that, let's take that story, if that was on the nightly news, and they wanted you to gloss over it, okay? So let's just say on the newscaster, CDC states ivermectin was a good, is a good therapeutic for COVID at this point. 45 seconds, okay? Again, that's how long a story usually lasts, unless it's like a huge incident. Now this, President Biden fell off his bike again with an ice cream cone in his hand. Yeah, you just forgot about ivermectin because you're laughing at the feeble old man that just fell off it. Can we just say that at this point in time, what they're doing to that guy is elder abuse. But it's hard to feel sorry for the guy. I get it. Because he's an asshole. I'm kind of joking a little bit, but I get your point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because so because more people are going to care about the fact that he fell off his fucking bike that he should have had training wheels on because he's 80 years old than the fact that, oh, shit, we were lied to. The government lied through their teeth to us, 
right? And that was one note I wrote on here. So for I want to challenge all of our listeners, the next time you're watching your nightly news, even if you're just getting, or your morning news, if you watch the morning news for the weather like I used to do, I don't watch any news anymore, but if you watch the morning news, they go too fast for you to follow up. And I, we need to get back to following up. Just test, test it. Watch the stories that break or they bring up right before commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. If, if they're not complete opposites like this, they're contradictory to one well, another. Well, what happens when they go to commercial break? What do you do? You tune if, out. No, if you're sitting there, right? What do you do? You pick up your phone. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. As soon as that, if I'm watching a football game, right? The first thing I do, if I don't have it on record, most of the time I have them on record so I can fast forward through the shit. But it, let's say I don't. First thing I do in my recliner, sitting there watching a Broncos game or watching a CU football game, as soon as that commercial comes on, my phone is in my hand, which is a bad habit, by the way, but it's nonetheless, it happens. And I am totally disconnected from the content that I just saw. So if, if I'm only getting 45 second clips of these serious, quote unquote, serious issues that are going on, I've forgot about most of what that person just said by the time that commercial break has ended. Well, and not only that, though, but when you watch the news like you're talking about, it's chaos. So they do the story, then they do the other story to take your mind off the previous story, and all the while they have the news ticker going on the bottom of the screen, right? So think about it. You don't have full attention on any one thing when the news is on. You're going to catch a glimpse of certain things. And there's times that we'll have the news on, and I'll, I'll pause it and have a discussion with my wife. I'm like, well, what they said just doesn't make sense, and here's why. Or I'll pause it, rewind it, and I'm like, look what the bottom ticker says. The bottom ticker is usually the most important shit going on, but they don't ever cover it. It's just scrolling along the bottom of the screen. But it's chaos on purpose to get you to so they can say, well, well, we 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 showed this on a newscast. No, you didn't. You glossed over it. You went to the the unimportant story, whatever that is, Biden falling off his bike. While ignoring the other shit that, oh, we just spent another 15 billion in Ukraine or, or, or you've got five-year-olds at a record clip now coming down with myocarditis and we don't know why. You got blood clots the size of your fucking thumb getting stuck in the, in your, in your arteries and your veins and everything else. Dude, a buddy of mine sent me an article last week and he's, he's real into fitness and everything like us. He sent me an article and the headline on, I think it was CNN.com said that excess Excess exercise is bad for your heart. I wish I had to pull this. What? Actually, you know what I did? I did. But if we can fit it in at the end, I'm going to fit it. So there's a guy that's on Instagram. I don't know his exact name, but it's like Fleckus or something like that. But he does like a mashup at the end of the week every week with all the stupid shit that people are talking about. And he actually made a mashup of everything that causes blood clots now. Oh, Jesus. It's fantastic. But real quick, we just had... A bad natural uh, natural disaster down in Florida, did we not? One of the worst hurricanes in quite some time. Now, on that note, we say quite some time because everybody's going to go and blame it on uh, uh, what the climate, climate change. change. Yeah, climate. Thanks, thanks. I had a I, I had a brain fart there because it used to be called global warming, and when they realized that the planet wasn't warming, so they couldn't call it global warming, they had to change the fucking climate change. Just like they they changed abortion to reproductive health care. It's all fucking smoke and mirrors. None of it makes sense. But anyway, I'm going to pull this up because there's a graph. Now, we, you and I talked about this yesterday, and we talked about this on the climate episode about how, you know, anytime there's a natural disaster, the Dems and, and the elite love it because they can keep pushing their green agenda, talking about how climate change is real, climate change is real. How do you not know? Just like Don Lemon got smoked on CNN when he had that weathercaster on there trying to say, well, I used to live there. These are real, way worse or whatever. So 
we talk about no agenda a lot on here and I subscribe to their newsletter. And as I'm talking, I'm pulling it up. They have a graph since 1850 of major hurricanes to hit Florida. <laughs> I'm going to probably pull this graph and, uh, and put it out on social media. But when you look at this graph and I got to pull this up here real quick. So I'm stalling a little bit. Okay. So 2020s major hurricanes to make landfall in Florida is less than two per year in the 2000s. You know how many major hurricanes made landfall in Florida? Enlighten me. Four. Per year? Uh, it doesn't say on this graph because um, it, 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 it goes in decades. Was, so, we had what, Katrina? There was a couple major ones in the 2000s. Right. So we're 2022. So we're two years into the decade. Right. So two years into the decade, we have one major hurricane. The, the decade of uh, the 2000s, there was four major hurricanes, but a total of eight hurricanes that made landfall. Uh, back in 1870, what the fuck was going on in 1870? 12 hurricanes made landfall in Florida that were documented. 1870, before the Industrial Revolution. And three happened to be major hurricanes. So major hurricanes is category two and above. You know the year that Florida had the, the most major hurricanes to make landfall or the decade that had the ma most major hurricanes to, to make landfall? 1940s. There was a lot of cars back then, bro. Doesn't that just blow a hole right into the whole climate change? There's so narrative? many cars. There's so many more people there. No, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Now, wait a minute. We're going back to 1850, That's which, is, which is less than 200 years ago. Okay. When people were still sewing their own shoes. <laughs> How old's the earth? Oh, 4.52 billion years old. So we're literally, it's just a recap here. We're literally going to base all of our quote unquote science on the last 150 years of a 4.52 billion year old planet. Way to go, United Nations. By the way, they own the science. Sorry, I had to go off on a tangent. No, well, I just want to make sure that everybody knows if you decide to move down to Florida, this is going to be the most important thing so you can prep for the hurricane. Be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. Propaganda, dude. dude. Propaganda. Straight propaganda. You, <laughs> when you pulled that, you said that was from a year ago. That was not. That literally was from last week. If you go back and listen to that clip, then it's the, literally the exact same message. The exact last, same message. Last hurricane season, he gave the same message that, you know, it, it, you, you better be vaccinated if you're in the path of a hurricane because of, you know, death and all this other shit. What does one have to do with the other? Please tell me. Absolutely nothing, dude. And that's what bothers me. Absolutely that is what bothers nothing. me. And this is the same guy that two weeks ago said they finally stood up to the pharmaceutical industry to lower the cost of insulin. Yeah, you're standing up to the pharma pharmaceutical industry so good that you're still their number one salesman. And not holding them accountable for the deaths. No, dude, you're, the, you're their number one salesman. They, I saw an article the other day. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I don't want to speak like it's gospel. But they said that there are so many VAERS reporting side effects to the vaccine for Pfizer. They can't even keep up. They had to bring on like thousands of extra people to try to address all of these bears, these bears reports. Isn't that crazy? It's pathetic, but we don't hear about that. Right? 
No. We don't hear about that. No, because, you know, let's just ignore what's happening. And you see all these videos circling, circling around online now of people just randomly passing out for no reason. JJ, we talked about JJ Watt. We got the, the commercial of the little kid, the little girl talking about how she just randomly got myocarditis. Now here, I want to be fair on something for a moment. Okay. I started having my heart issues when I was 12 years old. Okay. Heart issues can happen without a vaccine, without the COVID vaccine. I already know from a genetic test that my son has the exact same heart condition that me and my family have because it's a it's a it's a genetic thing that runs in our family. But you know the funny thing when I was going through my episode, so my episode was was fainting just cause, right? Just randomly passing out, which is what's happening. And the the condition I have called long QT is you you pass out and it can cause sudden death. The reason it's so dangerous is it can cause sudden death. It's not a heart attack. Your heart just will stop. Okay. You pass out because of lack of oxygen to the brain, which causes you to pass out. But your heart is basically beating so fast. Your, your heart is almost seizing in the condition I have that no blood's flowing, which causes the lack of oxygen to the brain, which causes you to pass out because it's seizing so, so much. The heart's beating with no blood flow. The heart can just stop. That's what is so dangerous. Now that can happen without a vaccine. But when I was going through my testing five, six years ago, I was told by my cardiologist and my electrophysiologist that the condition I have is extremely rare. It will never happen. Or, or not never happened, but it, it, when I told them that I had family that had this, they said, oh, that there's no way it would be that because that's such a rare condition. Chint, turns out it's exactly what I have. Myocarditis was portrayed as if it was a extremely rare heart condition, but now it's one of the most common heart conditions. How many videos have I sent you in the last couple of weeks of people, these security cameras of people just passing out? Oh, it's, it's, they're all over the place. Dude, we're in double digits of me sending you these videos all the time. Right. They're all over the place. Well, we were, we kind of brought up the pressure and we heard this super quick and it kind of sparked us uh, when we listened to the No Agenda podcast about the people pressing people to go get the shot, right? And so here's a super quick for everybody just to kind of remind everybody about how everybody was putting so much pressure on just regular citizens to go get this shit. I, I don't care what uh, misinformation or conspiracy theories that you have heard. These vaccines are working. So please, just get the damn vaccine. Although I would encourage people to get the damn vaccine and get, let's get the hell over this. It's preventable. Just get the damn shot. The message has been out there. Unfortunately, because of fake news and misinformation, it's being um, combated by that. But the message is clear, and that is to get the vaccine. Get the damn shot. The strongest cognitive dissonance ever for people yes. to just not associate doctor's orders with what actually needs to happen. Get the damn shot. That is the message. It is time to stop coddling them, the ones who won't get the damn shot already. Get the goddamn shot already. The basic problem is pretty simple. We need more damn vaccines. And look, this is one time. Forget the conspiracy. Listen to our government agencies. These guys are telling the truth. You know, there's no conspiracy here, folks. Just right. get your damn vaccine. All right. All right. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Thank you. No First thought coming off of that was, I love when weak-ass people, snowflakes, whatever you want to call them, pillow humpers, they try to sound tough. 
Get the damn shot. Blah, 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 blah. Get, get, get. Oberman or whatever the fuck his name is, dude. If I would love to see that guy out on the street. I would heckle the shit out of him. You think that Alex Stein's bad? Right. Here's my thing. What gives anybody that says get the damn shot any sort of credentials to be telling people what uh, medical treatment they should take? Well, and I'm going to play this next clip because this is going to be more of your cardiac arrest and young people. But why aren't we holding? Why aren't we starting to file lawsuits on all these influencers that were pushing for this? If you were giving someone medical advice and telling them to go take go take a medical procedure or accept a me, a, a medicine without knowing that person's medical history and without having full knowledge of all the side effects of the of the substance you were telling somebody to get, you should be held accountable. I think there should be a class action lawsuit against every anchor, every person. I don't care what news station. I don't care what organization you're affiliated with. I don't care if you're a movie star. Right. I don't care if you're a podcaster. I don't care if you're an MMA fighter. I don't care if you're an NFL player. I don't care if you're play for the NBA. I, all of them. Somebody needs to get some guts and they need to start a class action lawsuit and name every single person that day after day after day pushed for this shit. And then if you had a side effect, you need to be compensated for that one way or the other. Since you can't go after the pharmaceutical companies because they're still hiding behind an emergency use authorization, they're getting basically, uh, they got their own personal guard and the Biden administration. So you can't go after them. So fuck it. Why don't we just go after everybody that was pushing for what well, pushing it? Well, and the sad, I totally agree. And on, the sad thing with kids now is you've got parents now that are just going along with what the doctors are saying. Yeah, well, let's just get it to, let's just give them, let's give our kid the shot. You know, we don't want to get COVID. And it's like, you're doing such harm to your child by injecting them with this shit that they're going to have lifelong issues now. They're going to have passing out issues, which is called syncope, which syncope is one of the main side effects, along with myocarditis and pericarditis. Okay, you're going to have all these issues that could have been avoided had you just not paid attention to these influencers and these talking heads and maybe just did a little bit of fucking research to realize that the shot they were promoting was a, a, a novel technology that had never been used on a mass scale before. Here's the second clip. Okay, so you had all those people pushing for that. And now let's go into cardiac, uh, cardiac arrest in young people. We're going to turn to our GMA investigates. According to the CDC, approximately 2,000 young people die from sudden cardiac arrest each year, many without previously known heart issues. At an increased risk are young athletes. Faith Abube is here with the details. Good morning, Faith. Hey, good morning to you, Michael. Studies have shown repeatedly that sudden cardiac arrest is the leading cause of death in student athletes during exercise. I talked to parents, I talked to their children who have experienced some very frightening close calls. 16-year-old Haley Mesh nearly died from sudden cardiac arrest while on the flag football field. My brain hurt so bad, and then, like, everything went black. Her doctors say she has a heart condition and survived because she already had a life-saving defibrillator thanks to a heart screening test. One in 300 young persons has a condition at risk for sudden cardiac arrest. The risk nearly four times higher in student-athletes, according to Dr. Jonathan Dresner, head of the UW Medicine Center for Sports Cardiology in Washington. Football player who died, died during track and field practice, collapsed during basketball practice. Research shows that up to 80% of kids who suffer sudden cardiac arrest have no symptoms prior. Sad. So sad. Again, again, where are the parents? Where is the outcry? Where is the, you know, where is... 
Oh, the uproar. We're running a little short on time, so I want to fly through these last two clips here, and I'll just get, let you react to them. This first clip is basically, let me check my notes here, sorry. This is the Harvard and uh, Harvard and Johns Hopkins published uh, Explosive Truth. Scientific papers prove COVID-19 vaccine is a death shot. Okay, it's a little dramatic, I get it. But he does break down this uh, document that was put out by uh, Harvard and Johns Hopkins, so I want to play this for everybody. There's a new scientific paper available online. Don't expect to hear anything about this from the press, even though it comes directly from the supposed expert class. Its co-authors include a professor at Oxford, two Johns Hopkins professors, and the director of Harvard Medical School's Center for Global Health Delivery. The paper is titled COVID-19 Vaccine Boosters for Young Adults, a Risk-Benefit Assessment and Five Ethical Arguments Against Mandates at Universities. It's a pretty boring title, but here's what the paper actually says. Quote, we find that booster mandates may cause a net expected harm. For every COVID-19 hospitalization prevented, we anticipate 18 to 98 serious adverse events, including up to three booster-associated myocarditis cases and up to 3,234 cases of grade three or more reactogenicity, which interferes with daily activities, unquote. Well, that might still be a little confusing for some of you, so we'll just spell it out to you directly. Harvard University's top guy for global health delivery, in other words, their top vaccine expert, is telling people that forcing young people to take COVID jabs is up to 98% worse than just letting them be exposed to the virus since the virus poses basically zero threat to them. The paper continues, quote, University booster mandates are unethical because, one, no formal risk-benefit assessment exists for this age group. Two, vaccine mandates may result in a net expected harm to individual young people. Three, mandates are not proportionate. Expected harms are not outweighed by public health benefits given the modest and transient effectiveness of vaccines against transmissions. And four, U.S. mandates violate the reciprocity principle because rare serious vaccine-related harms will not be reliably compensated due to gaps in current vaccine injury schemes. Oh, and five, mandates create wider social harms. So once again, they're not spelling it out as clearly as they could. But in reason number three, what they're actually admitting is that basically the shots don't work. They don't keep people out of the hospital, and they don't even stop COVID from spreading. They do almost nothing other than poison you. And reason number four, what they're saying is, Vaccine mandates are unethical because we now know that tons of young people will suffer permanent injuries from these shots, and they can't even get compensation when that happens because Congress deliberately gave Pfizer and Moderna total immunity from any lawsuits from their poisonous shots. I'm going to stop it there, but go ahead and react to it because I've, I've seen that. And then, uh, you know, when you have Harvard and you, had, you have Johns Hopkins, which they kind of, there was a lot that people hid behind those organizations originally, right? Mm -hmm. They were asking for them to do studies and that kind of thing. And they were like, no, you just go to go do, you know, you just go get shot and da da da. And they kind of played into the narrative as well. But now you get this paper that comes out like this. Like, why is this not being talked about on a major scale? You know, That's my question to the audience. It, here's it's, it will. Um, this is all going to be brought out in the mainstream in 2023. Mark my words. If Trump runs for, for president, and gets the not the Republican nominee. All of this is going to get is going to be uh, displayed in full full view for everybody to see, and it's all going to get blamed on Trump. Now, I don't want to make this a Trump 
a Trump issue, but that's what, that's the political play here. That's why right now this is all being suppressed. All this is being suppressed and it's being collected. And then depending upon what happens in 2024, it's all going to get released because this shit cannot stay hidden for very long. And then all of a sudden, what are we going to see? We're going to see all these commercials from all these attorneys going, were you forced by such and such corporation to, to take a vaccine in order to keep your job? Call us today for a class action lawsuit. That's what's going to happen. And all these companies that mandated this, all these universities that mandated this are going to be on the hook for all these class action lawsuits. And then the next bailout, the next big government bailout is going to be to bail out all the companies and universities and all these businesses that are getting sued up the wazoo because they forced, the, they forced people to take this vaccine. That's what's going to happen. Unethically unethically mark my words because guess what there's no ramification there is no consequence for the pharmaceutical industry because they were given complete immunity uh, basically from this under the emergency use authorization and yet you have the best think about this think about the 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 most foolproof business model you can think of you create a product you go to sell the product rather than selling the product to the general public where you have to convince 330 million people here in the united states alone to take the product what do you do you sell a few governments around the world and then the governments force their citizens to take said product well that's fucking genius that is genius don't forget the side effects Oh, well, you they know got what? A new, they got a new, they got a, we, we already played the clip. They got a new medication for kids with myocarditis. Now those are lifelong subscribers, dude. It's a, sub, it's a, it subscription. is a subscription model, right? They, they took a, a page right out of Netflix. That's right. That's all it is. That's right. And, and, and the parents out there continuing to, to put your kids and take the risk of this. I said this analogy on, on one of the prior episodes, but you know, every time you take this vaccine, it's no different in my mind than going on the street corner and buying, buying a bag of cocaine. I'm not, I'm not pandering to them anymore, dude. I'm tired of, you know, when we, I listen, I go back and I listen to a lot of our first episodes and stuff when I'm thinking about some of this stuff and I'm like, okay, what was my stance then to make sure that you know, maybe I'm not talking crazy or, you know, I'm going to be totally hypocritical or stuff like that. There's times when I was like, you know, it's okay. And da, da, da. No, I'm not pandering anymore. If you do it, it's fucking child abuse, period. Well, Unless you have a kid that has an autoimmune issue or they have an underlying issue that you 100% know that if they get COVID, it's going to fucking kill them. And outside of those circumstances, it's child abuse and you should have your ass beat. Like that's, that's just the flat out truth. Well, but see, that's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen because the the medical and the pharmaceutical establishments are one and the same. Okay, the pharmaceutical establishment changed, tra trains the medical establishment, and the whole goal is to get people on all these medications. At least here in the U.S., that's why we're one of the only countries in the world that allows pharmaceutical commercials to be aired on public on, on normal TV. Most people don't know that. That's illegal in most other places around the world. I think we're one of two countries that allow it. I, th I think Australia is the other one. Okay, surprised. So understand that if you're a parent still going along with this narrative, when all this information is readily available, when the risk far outweighs any perceived reward, you are doing your child a disservice. You are doing your family a disservice because there's virtually no benefit and far more risk to little kids. If you as an adult want to take it, do your thing. You take the risk. That's your business. But be a responsible parent at this point. So I brought up lawsuits and how pharmaceutical companies are basically have immunity, kind of referenced it on there as well. I just want to end with this is our last clip and then we'll let you walk us out. But 
Did you know that there's life insurance companies denying claims when it's a COVID vaccine related death? Because it's, hold on, it's experimental. I've heard speculation of that, but I haven't heard that that's actually happened as of yet. But ready for it? Play it. So in France, there was an elderly, wealthy businessman who got out life insurance for millions of dollars. He got the COVID vaccine and he died. So the life insurance company is not paying out because they decided that the COVID vaccine is a medical experiment and death from a medical experiment is not a covered entity. Furthermore, even the judge says that the side effects from the vaccine are well known. They've been made public. There's absolutely no way that this gentleman could not have known the side effects. He willingly chose to get the vaccine and he died as a result. And because it was a choice, they're calling it a suicide. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? And suicides, along with death from experimental drugs, are not covered in life insurance. So I know what you're thinking. Oh, that happened in France. That would never happen in the U.S. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but the American Life Insurance Council has also said that life insurance policies may deny payment if you die from the COVID-19 vaccine because they are experimental drugs. There you go. This is something we thought might happen. We're seeing it happen. You might want to check your policy. I hate to be this guy, but I told you so. Well, here's the thing, man. You know, and, help it. and this is not just life insurance, but any insurance company, they always try to find loopholes is a reason not to pay. If you ever got in an auto accident, you've been through this. If you ever had a, you know, all the people that lost their homes tragically in uh, Superior, uh, Colorado on New Year's Eve and uh, on uh, New Year's Eve 2021 are realizing that, that they were underinsured or there was other reasons not to pay. People down in Florida with a hurricane, if they didn't have flood insurance, but the house got flooded, they're going to have their insurance, their other insurance won't cover the flood. Like insurance companies will always find a, a loophole not to pay. They're shitty. They're, well, that, that, that's their model. And that, that could be a whole nother episode about that because I, th I think it's wrong. But that's what they do. So it should not be any surprise for them to come to you and say, well, you took and you chose to take an experimental medication that was not approved, that was not vetted, we're not covering you. Or you chose to take it after all the side effects have been readily available for the last year and a half, and you still chose to take it. Ultimately, the responsibility is on you individually, on you, to do your research you know, I'm not going to go get a medical procedure done without doing a little bit of research as to what the possible side effects are. I'm not going to subject my three-year-old son to a medical procedure without doing some level of research of, of what the possible side effects are, not only short-term, but long-term. Why am I going to trust some schmuck like Keith Olbermann or the, new, the, 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 the sexy news reader on the local TV station to tell me to go, go get a vaccine or go get my, my kid vaccinated when they don't know? They're reading a teleprompter. Or in Keith Olbermann's spot, he's just a far leftist. That, same with Howard Stern. They're just far leftists that have their heads so far stuck up their ass that they don't know which end is up. I know we're on the way out. Did you see that he finally came out of the basement? Who? Stern. 
came out of the they basement. They said he's, he, I saw an article the other day that he met a group of friends for the first time outside of his home in over two years. Two years. Why? He was that afraid of COVID? He was that afraid. Yeah. So this, you okay, you're taking advice from a hypochondriac agoraphobe. That's who you're taking medical advice from? A hypochondriac agoraphobe. That's made, Howard Stern. That's, made a, that's made a living off of having hookers and shit on his show and coming in there with God knows what other kind of fucking diseases. Yeah. Give Here, me a break, bro. Here's the deal. Give me a break. I think we set our piece on this. It's it's a it's a it's a disaster what's happening to athletes. It's a disaster what's happening to children. It's I mean we are now and we've we've used this term before, but this is unequivocally crimes against humanity. No one was given informed consent. Matter of fact, I'm going to go one step beyond that. Many people took the vaccine under duress. Yep. Under duress. That's what I was just going to bring up. Under duress because if you don't take it, you don't have a job. If you don't take it, you can't work for a living. That's duress. That is a strict violation of the Nuremberg Code. Okay? So, with that, let's take a step back. Let's breathe a little bit and realize COVID, guess what? It's here to stay like the common cold. And that's all it is at this point. If 2020 and 2021 taught us anything, is to take our health more seriously. So, turn off the TV. Get off the social media, put down the fucking bag of Cheetos, go get some vitamin D, take a walk outside, go get some exercise, go lift some weights, go eat a vegetable or two. And with that, everybody, stay dangerous. See you.